You're listening to My Weapon is a Melody, where we have practical discussions on how we use music as a weapon to the influence of the Holy Spirit. And substantial evaluations are made on various songs. I am Nusa Semota. Welcome to my podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the podcast, My Weapon is a Melody. It is my desire that as we embark on this journey, that our experience will leave us transformed and our lives will be changed forever. Today we start our discussion from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 3 to 6. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down of strongholds, casting out imagination, and every item that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We must know that the God that we serve is a good God. This God is a loving God, and He has made everything that we would ever need for our life available through the sacrifice of Jesus. So as believers, we can boldly say that we lack nothing. We can say, no matter what the situation is, that we have all our needs met. We can face every battle knowing that we have the victory already. And with that authority that we have in Jesus, we can pull down any stronghold and trample on every obstacle of the enemy. This is because Jesus already defeated the power of darkness. He got the victory and placed that victory right in our hands. So some of us may say that when Jesus has gotten the victory and placed it in our hands, why am I living a defeated life? Why am I still battling with that sickness? Why am I still battling with that addiction? Why don't I have my needs met? Why have I been experiencing failure? in everything that I do. But you see, the issue is not that God has not made all this thing available. The issue is not that God has not defeated the enemy and given the victory to us. The issue is that we've not put ourselves in the position whereby we can receive. You see, God has given everything that we ever need to us. But you see, it is our obligation to keep ourselves in the position whereby we can receive from God. You know, the Bible talks about this in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 6 that we just read. That you see, the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but they were made to pull down stronghold. And you see, if you think, if you look at this scripture, you would expect that these strongholds will be talking about, you know, the stronghold in the camp of the enemy. The stronghold here that the Bible was talking about is not the stronghold in the camp of the enemy. The stronghold is the stronghold within us. You see that it was talking about casting out imagination and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The devil knows that he can't stop God from giving to us. And that's why he's committed to stopping the children of God from receiving. And you see, the way he stops us from receiving is through unbelief. In our daily experience, the devil tries to sow seeds of unbelief in our our minds by the things that we expose ourselves to. And so for us to be able to get to that point where we experience God's best in our lives every day, it is our duty that we consciously pull down those thoughts and submit every thought to the knowledge of God. And you see, one of the ways to pull down the strongholds in the mind is through meditation. Through meditation, we can pull down the stronghold. And one of the highest forms of meditation is paying attention to the right songs and putting the right songs in our mouth to sing. Putting songs that declare the finished work of Jesus. What we receive through the sacrifice of Jesus is one of the highest ways that we can pull whatever stronghold that the enemy is trying to place before us. We have several weapons of warfare, but one of the most powerful weapons of warfare is praise. Praise and worship 
is God's own weapon of warfare. And in the season that we are right now, God is using that weapon to defeat the enemy. But the battlefield is in our mind. It is in our mind. The stronghold is in our mind. Because you see, the enemy can't stop God from giving. But the enemy can stop us from receiving. And so, one of the strategies and one of the ways that we can stay in the position of receiving is through praise. Praise keeps us in the posture whereby we can always receive from God. Praise puts us in a position whereby we can always receive from God. And you see, that is the weapon we have against the enemy. That is our weapon of warfare. You see, as believers, praise is one of the most powerful weapons that we have. But it is somehow to see that people only use it after everything works out. And that's why in most cases, people don't see things work out. Because they are open to use the weapon when they eventually see things change on the outside. But you see, the only way to change things on the outside is by first of all changing things on the inside. So when you're faced with any situation, what God expects for you to do in that particular situation is by raising your hands and lifting your voice to God and singing to Him and worshipping Him. And so in that particular way, we invite God into that particular situation and we have Him do what only Him can do. Praise is not just what we do when we want to rejoice and give thanks. Praise is what we do in the battle and after the battle. And the reason why God expects us to praise Him in every season is because every season that we face in life is a season of victory. And God's chosen weapon in this time is praise. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 13, message translation. Judah is now my weapon. The bow I will pull, setting a frame as an arrow to string. I wake up your sons, O Zion, to come counter your sons, O Greece. From now on, people are my swords. Now, Judah means praise. And now God is saying here now, praise is now my weapon. And I will make praise my bow. So which means that in the midst of the battle, God says praise is what I will pull against the enemy. And you know, one interesting thing about the bow is in the place of the battle, when you see the enemy coming from afar, you can use the bow to hit the enemy from afar. You don't have to wait for the enemy to come close. So in praise, God shows us what is coming ahead of us that is going to stand as a terror against us. In praise, we can counter the traps that the enemy is trying to set ahead of us. God has made praise his weapon. And so he's saying that with people, I will fight the battle and win. And you see, how God used people to fight the battle to win is through praise. Zechariah chapter 10 from verse 3 to 5. My hunger was kindled against the shepherd, and I punished the goats. But the Lord of hosts had visited his flocks, the house of Judah, and had made them as his goodly horse in the battle. Verse 4, out of him came forth the corner, out of him the nail, out of him the battle bow. Out of him every oppressor together. And they shall be a mighty men which tread down their enemies in the mare of the streets in the battle. And they shall fight because the Lord is with them. And the rider on the horse shall be confounded. Again, God is showing to us clearly. In verse 3, he says, They shall be my goodly horse in the battle. And so God said it, I will ride on praise in the battle. I will ride on praise in the battle. And praise also shall be the bow at which I will shoot down the enemy. And you see, and he said, praise, this tribe, this tribe of Judah, this tribe of praise shall be my mighty men. And they shall tread down their enemies. They shall walk upon them in the street. And you see, God is making things clear to us right now. That the weapon that he is using in this time to pull down the enemy 
to bring down every stronghold in our mind and everything that seems to stand against us receiving all that he has done for us is praise. Praise is that weapon that we would use in this time to pull down the craft of the enemy. And you see, and God proved this in scriptures. There's a story in 2 Corinthians chapter 20 that makes this clear. The children of Israel were faced with terror. They were supposed to go into battle with the children of Hammon, Moab, and Monsia. And you see, this was something very tough. So Jehoshaphat ran to God and said, God, to do something, you have to do something. We don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. How shall we win this people? And as he was praying, God stopped him and God said, this is what you are going to do. He himself was expecting a different strategy. But he was shocked by what God told him. God said, appoint singers. I want you to appoint singers because with singers, we would win this battle. And the Bible recorded in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22. It says, And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord himself set ambush against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Monsia, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. You see, they came against Judah. They came against praise. And you see, I would explain further why it is impossible for the enemy to come against the tribe of Judah and be victorious. You see, God told Jehoshaphat that I don't need you to go and fight this battle for me. All I want you to do is to appoint singers, people that belong to that tribe, that tribe of praise, to stand in the place of the battle to sing. And what I'm going to do for them is that instead of them carrying the sword to go to fight, I myself will go in the midst of the battle and get the victory for them. And you see, and we saw that God went in that place of battle because the Lord himself set an ambush against them. You see, God wants us to stand and fight in praise. God doesn't just want us to get worried and complain like we have no hope. God wants us to stand and fight in praise. So praise is God's mighty weapon. The Bible recorded in Matthew 21 verse 14. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them all. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were so displeased. And unto him heard thou what this say. And Jesus said unto them, Ye have ye never read, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou art perfected praise. The funny thing about this scripture is that Jesus was quoting the scripture from the book of Psalm. And when he quoted it here in Matthew, he quoted it differently. This was not because Jesus didn't know the scriptures of Jesus. He is the word of God. Jesus quoted this scripture differently just to explain things further to us. He says in the book of Psalm chapter 8 verse 2, I'm reading from the Amplified, Out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes you have established strength because of, because of your adversaries, that you might silence the enemy and make the revengeful cease. So Jesus said, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou art perfected praise. And in the book of Psalm chapter 8 verse 2, it says, Out of the mouths of infants and nursing babes you have established strength because of your adversaries, that you might silence the enemy and make the revengeful cease. God is saying, praise is God's strength to silence the enemy and make the adversary cease. Wow, that's glorious. Praise ushers in the manifest presence of God. And you see, and when we are in the manifest presence of God, everything is possible. Nothing is impossible. There's a story I like so much in 2 Samuel chapter 6. This was talking about David. David wanted to bring the ark of God into the city of David. And you see, and during David wanted to bring the ark of God into the city of David. And while they were bringing the ark of God, somebody messed up. He went against the protocol. And so God was displeased. And because God was displeased, they couldn't take the ark into 
the city of David anymore. So this was what happened. They had to take the ark into the house of Obedidom. And the Bible recorded that God was with Obedidom and Obedidom was prosperous. And the reason why Obedidom was prosperous was because the ark of God was in his place. You know, somebody said it like this, that where the presence of God is, it attracts favor, it attracts prosperity, and it attracts fruitfulness. So if anybody wanted to give anything to God, they went to the house of Obedidom. If anybody wanted to offer something to God, they went to the they went to the house of Obedidom, and that was why Obedidom prospered. David, knowing this, I wanted to bring the ark of God into the city of David. Looked at things and like, guy, I have to get this thing back. Obedidom is already prospering because this thing is in his house. And so I have to find a way to get this thing back. David was like, the last time we messed up the protocol. Now I need to be sure about the right protocol of ushering the presence of God into my city. I need to do things right this time around. David, knowing the heart of God and being a man after God's heart, understood what the next protocol is he knew that this time around this protocol that i'm about to engage in will never fail he knew that with this protocol i can be rest assured that the ark of god was going to get into my city so this was what happened they gathered everybody and they went to the house of Obedidom to get the ark and as they were coming out of the house of Obedidom, the bible recorded that david started dancing and the bible said david was dancing that his clothes were ripping off his body the Bible recorded that David danced to a point that people looked at him like he was a madman. The Bible says his wife looked at him and said, Why will a king be dancing like this? And his wife despised him. The Bible recorded that through David's praise, he ushered the manifest presence of God into his city. By raising our voice and lifting our voice in praise to God, we can usher God's presence into our lives. We can usher God's presence into our homes. We can usher God's presence into our city. That if the people of God would be sensitive to know that this is a weapon that God uses, to bring prosperity this is a weapon that god uses to bring fruitfulness this is a weapon that god uses to bring restoration they would understand that in praise we can attract these things and make this thing come because what praise does is that it puts us in the position whereby the enemy cannot stop us from receiving all that god has given unto us you see in this same scripture david by praising god ushered in the presence of god but it also recorded that his wife despised him and the bible recorded there that because his wife despised him she remained barren forever in a case she despised praise and god cut short the stream of fruitfulness in her life but you see in david's case he embraced praise and carried the presence of god into his city with praise we can literally carry the presence of god around us that will have an effect on everybody that is around us it is time for us to start living a life of victory it is time for us to live in God's best for our life. The way we can do that is by putting ourselves in a position whereby we can always receive at every point in time. We are Zion, God's own people. We are Judah, God's mighty weapon. It is time for us to stop crying. It is time to start rejoicing. It is time to stop complaining. It is time to sing the chorus of our victory. It is time to walk undefeated as we call out the sound within us. Don't let the devil silence you in the midst of the storm. Wake up and make your melody your weapon. Thanks for listening to my weapon is a melody today. Kindly let me know your thoughts by leaving a review. Check out my page on Instagram at Nosasiamatafi from insightful playlist created just for you in the link on my bio. Please subscribe and until next time, remain blessed.